The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Yeah. What, what kind of shit do All you right. think KCP has on other people, dude? That guy, it's like twenty-seven. So much, he gets so much run, dude. It doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's got, he's got, he's got dude, nudes like of everyone, dude. Shots. Yeah, he didn't do shit. <laughs> and like, yeah, he gets super active defensively, but it results in so many like suicide plays too. Yes. Yeah. It's so All fucking Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, a special mini bonus episode where we talk about the Lakers point guard situation and how stellar all of our guards are, the crop of ball handlers and playmakers and primary initiators that we have. Um, No, just kidding. We're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the Lakers point guard options on the buyout market, the trade market, and more. Hope everybody's overreaction last few days to the Lakers game one loss to the Clippers is going well. Probably not if you listen to Bill Simmons' latest podcast where he pretty much already rung the death knell on the Lakers' championship contending chances after Game 1. But the joke's on Bill Simmons because his Celtics are clearly in a much lower tier than the Lakers with a $141 million Kemba Walker going 4 for 18 and newly minted $115 million Jalen Brown going 8 of 7 um, in their first game against the Philadelphia 76ers where they were pummeled into submission. So there's something to be giddy about if you're a Lakers fan. Uh, Speaking of the Celtics, I'm sure everybody is uh, ecstatic that former Celtic current Laker Rajon Rondo may be coming back soon, and Frank Vogel has admitted that he may be giving him 25 to 30 minutes. But hey, that is what this episode is for, looking and scouring the league for options, dark horse options, and... uh, turning over every stone to find any sort of guard help for the Lakers. Um, So shortly after I do this intro segment, you're going to hear me and Tommy go through a list of realistic trade and buyout candidates. I'm pretty much going to throw them out um, rapid fire style and get Tommy's thoughts. And we'll kind of discuss each candidate for a very short time. Just to preface the next segment that's about to come up, Tommy and I 
pre-recorded this after the Lakers preseason game five, that really fun preseason game where Anthony Davis and LeBron James were in sync and the Lakers guards looked really good, especially Quinn Cook. So take it with a grain of salt how excited we are, or not excited, but how solidly we felt about our point guard crop at the time. Obviously, sentiments have changed a little bit since game one. I know a lot of people are overreacting to how poor the Lakers ball handlers are outside of LeBron James and how we need to help him in that regard. I would still argue that Frank Vogel did not necessarily put his guards in positions to succeed. And when guys like Quinn Cook or Avery Bradley were on the floor, He wasn't exactly helping their situations and pretty much just forcing them to dump it down to Anthony Davis or to pass it off to LeBron James and spot up on the perimeter. Uh, What he could have done better was pretty much just bring Anthony Davis over to run some pick and roll with those guards. I know Frank Vogel said that Uh, The reason why they didn't play a lot of pick and roll was because the Clippers were switching a lot. Well, guess what? That's what the entire league is going to (laughs) do for the entire regular season. So hopefully he finds a way to force the issue in that respect and not capitulate or just finds other ways to get the offense humming. But but again, I, I am not as distraught over the game one results of the point guards just because I, I don't think they were put in positions to succeed. A guy like Quinn Cook needs some solid screens set for him so that he can navigate them, roam into the mid-range, and pull up for that nice mid-range jump shot of his, uh, which he had one of in game one. So yeah, just keep that in mind when, when me and Tommy talk about the, the Lakers point guards and you know, it'll shift from game to game. It, it, it's clear we do need help. So th- again, this is what this episode is all about. Um, before I turn it over to that segment with Tommy, there are a few things and a few other options that I want to bring up that we weren't able to in that segment. So I brought up Goran Dragic and why I believe the Miami Heat are probably just going to keep him. So we don't talk about him too extensively, but I just want to clarify um, my statement on Goran Dragic. For one thing, I believe that the Miami Heat are going to be a competitive team, especially with Jimmy Butler. But mostly year to year, they are competitive solely because of the culture that Pat Riley has built and uh, and Eric Spolstra. So I think they're going to need Goran Dragic to help them in their playoff push. The one scenario where I do see Goran Dragic maybe being bought out or even traded is... Um, If Goran's traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Chris Paul, and then the Oklahoma City Thunder buy out Goran Dragic. So in that situation, then maybe it becomes realistic that the Lakers have a shot at Goran Dragic. But barring that, I think the Miami Heat will either keep Goran or trade him to another team, because I think another competitive team in the league will probably vie for his services. So I just wanted to add that caveat on Goran Dragic. Um, now, with regards to some bottom barrel buyout options that I didn't, we didn't have time to bring up in this next segment coming up, just want to throw out a list of guard options that are out there who are either on one-year deals and likely to be bought out or who are currently unrestricted free agents, just to show you how shallow the options are and just what the Lakers are looking at. So... Trey Burke on the Philadelphia 76ers is an option. He's only on a one-year minimum contract deal. Uh, He didn't even play in their first game versus the Celtics. So if the Lakers are looking for scoring, maybe Trey Burke could be an option. But he's a small guard who, I don't know, at this point, is is he that much better than Quinn Cook is what you have to ask yourself. Devin Harris is an unrestricted free agent. He played for the Dallas Mavericks last year. The question with Devin Harris is, what does he really have left in the tank? Can he still bend a defense? Can he still drive it into the lane? Um, But yeah, Devin Harris is out there. 
Raymond Felton, Fat Ray. Um, he was pretty solid, kind of, for the Oklahoma City Thunder the last few years in the playoffs as a steady uh, sort of bench point guard, but he is 35 years old, and he is a little tubby. So, again, Raymond Felton. I don't know if you'd rather have Raymond Felton or Rajon Rondo at this point. Um, Jared Bayless is only 31 years old. He is an unrestricted free agent. He was on the Minnesota Timberwolves last year and had a couple starts where he did pretty well. I've always been a huge um, supporter of Jared Bayless, or I've, I've really liked his game, but he's also a very, very small guard. So he might still be able to get points for you, points in bunches off the bench if we need that electric dynamic type guard, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a break you off the dribble guy from the perimeter either. So Jared Bayless is out there. Jeremy Lin is playing in China right now. Um, We've brought his name up before. I'm sure the Lakers will monitor his situation. I'm not sure if he has a buyout clause with his current team in the CBA, but the CBA does end in March, so he might He'll still be eligible to join a playoff team. I think at that point, the Lakers will probably have shored up their point guard needs, but you never know. I think on this type of team, Jeremy Lin would at least be able to uh, facilitate and orchestrate a bench offense, especially with a guy like Kyle Kuzma. And the one thing I like about Lin, even though he's not a shifty ball handler, he's a relentless driver who can still uh, put pressure on a defense by continually and relentlessly driving it into the lane. So... Um, lastly, Jamal Crawford, if, if we're looking for a guy who can just get shots up and is a a scorer who knows how to put points on the board and yeah, bend a defense, I guess that's Jamal Crawford. He had a 50 point game last year with the Phoenix Suns. He's very old at this point. Um, you're you're definitely giving up a lot on the defensive end, but you have to ask yourself, what are we looking for with, with this guard help? Are we looking for a scorer who can just create on his own? Are we looking for a, a traditional point guard who can, who has better handles and can create for other people? I think that's something to keep in mind when we're sifting through all of these options. But yes, if we're talking about the scorer type, that's Jamal Crawford. Um, my last dark horse option, or last two dark horse options would be, and, and these two guys fall under the scorer-creator uh, category, not necessarily passer at all. Dion Waiters from the Miami Heat, I know he's very disgruntled right now with his role, but if you're looking for a scoring punch off the bench and someone who can create in a very poor man's Lou Williams style, that's Dion Waiters, maybe? I don't know how physically in shape he currently is, but maybe a name to, to keep an eye on if he gets bought out or even traded. You can probably have him for very little. And then lastly, this guy is an unrestricted free agent. A lot of people are not going to like this option, but J.R. Smith. Um, J.R. Smith is now, what, 34, 35 years old? He, obviously, he's very familiar with LeBron James and vice versa. Even though he's not a point guard, J.R. Smith has really shifty handles, and he's the one guy out of all of this, this entire bottom barrel list that can actually, outside of maybe Jamal Crawford, who can break his man off the dribble and score for you because he can score in a myriad of ways even if he's not getting to the basket, you know, because he can shoot these off-balance mid-range jump shots, fadeaway three-point shots, etc., etc. In a lot of ways, he's like Nick Young. So, so yeah, this is part one of the options that I'm throwing out there. A lot of these guys that I just mentioned are all buyout guys that you can easily have. I'm assuming the Lakers will want to look at some better options that they can either trade for or who will find themselves on the buyout market. And you will hear all of those options in our next segment where uh, Tommy hops on to help me go through uh, that entire list. So 
So yeah, thank you guys for joining me for this intro segment. I would like to please implore you to follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please also rate and review us on iTunes. Um, five stars. That would really, really help us out. We have not been getting any new rating and reviews, and we've been pumping out the content, working overtime. I've sacrificed a lot of sleep since the season has begun. I know, boo-hoo, cry about it. I get it, I get it. Kind of sounds entitled, but it would really, really help us out if you would just take like two minutes out of your day to go on the iTunes app, search the Lakers Legacy podcast name, and just with your thumb, click that five-star button. You don't even have to write a review if you don't want to, but just know that we read all of these reviews. It helps us continue to pump out this content even when we're tired Especially for me, I've kind of felt a little burnt out and sometimes it can feel like I'm just like a hamster on a wheel just trudging through this entire podcast venture and wondering whether we're growing or not. I know we are and I appreciate all of our listeners and those who have reached out and just given us words of affirmation in this journey. But yeah, for those who haven't yet rated interviews on iTunes, we would really appreciate it if you would just take some time out to do that. And um If you're also willing to help us out financially in any small way, you can also do so at patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast. Even a dollar helps. We are brought to you by lineups.com. Check them out for all of your betting tips needs. And we are currently trying out the new Spreaker platform. Uh, With that said, I'm going to turn it over to our sponsors. And when I return, Tommy will be with me and we will go through the point guard options the Lakers have this season, whether it be on the buyout market, the trade market, and who's realistically gettable for them. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, KCP sucks. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, Grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. I'm just going to throw out some point guard names. I don't know where I'll stick it, um, but uh, you you let me know how you feel about I'll t- this. I'll tell, I'll tell you where to stick it. <laughs> All right, what's up, everybody? I don't know where I'm going to place this segment or what segment this is going on after, um, but this is going to be called our Which Point Guards Can the Lakers Look At During the Buyout Season or the Trade Deadline? Um, I'm going to caveat everything by saying that given how good the Lakers guards have looked in the preseason and what I project out for Quinn Cook and how good I think he could be unshackled by the Golden State Warriors system and playing behind guys like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, um, I would still probably prefer our crop of uh, ball handlers by committee over a large chunk of the names that I'm about to bring up. But just so we do our due diligence and uh, give you guys the lay of the land of what's out there for the Lakers when it comes to point guards, um, yeah, this is why we're doing this. So, Tommy, I'm going to put you through the ringer, uh, throw out a bunch of point guard names to you that I think might be available, and you rate them for me on a scale of one to five First rate how likely you think it is that they either get traded or bought out. And then the second rating from one to five as well, give me a rating of how likely you think the Lakers would actually do it. Or for yourself as a fan, how likely you would be to actually doing it. Make sense? Yep. 
okay, for the purposes of this exercise, I'm not going to include Goran Dragic into this equation. I know he's the most Ooh. popular guy that people want, but I just think that the Miami Heat are going to be a playoff team. Jimmy Butler is uh, on a mission. Spolstra's there, and I think they're going to actually need and want Dragic on that team. And also, he's just an obvious guy to to bring up, so I'm going to leave him out of this equation. These are your non-Goran Dragic point guard options for the Lakers. Um, unfortunately, Kyle Lowry also signed a one-year extension of like $31 million, so you can essentially take him out of the equation. Chris Paul, um, I think it's safe to say that he is not going to get bought out, and the Lakers have no means of trading for him just because of the salary implications. Um, with that said, let's start with option number one. This is another popular one, but not as um, obvious as Goran Dragic. Tommy, what do you think about Dennis Schroeder from the Oklahoma City Thunder? He has one more year after this one, though, at $15 million. So he's on a two-year contract. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Dennis Schroeder and the likelihood that he gets bought out on a Oklahoma City Thunder team that is probably going to tank at some point, I would think, and then the likelihood that the Lakers would actually pick him up or trade for him? Go. So I'm just going to give a little... This is my thought process, right? Okay, I think the chances that he gets either traded or bought out, I think are like, I'd say four, I'd, I'd say a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, the chances that we sign him, I'd say probably like a two, but not because I don't think he's a fantastic player because he, because he definitely is. Um, so what I'm thinking here is I, there's no way Dennis Schroeder gets bought out. I just think it's very rare when guys have two years, especially when guys... Sure are contributing players. I think there's a decent chance. And we actually have some guys who kind of fit this, that, you know, he could be traded for somebody in an expiring contract as a salary dump for the thunder as mm-hmm. they like continue to move forward with their rebuild. Um, KCP, I, even though he has yeah, a player exactly. option. I, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, Casey, well, that's true, but you know, we have some salaries that, Theori- I mean, at this point, it's like, who are we going to trade? I don't want to trade any of them. But I mean, uh, <laughs> theoretically, we, we or some other team could come up with it. But I just don't think that if he did get traded to a, or sorry, if he got bought out somehow and we signed him, I don't, or we tried to sign him, I think the chances are slim that we would because why would he sign here with like all these guards that we have on this roster, like in the midst of a playoff run? with no guaranteed minutes or role, it just doesn't really seem that likely to me. Yeah, everyone would have to pretty much drop like flies, essentially. Right, um, right. Or like we might trade Quinn Cook. That's another thing that I haven't brought up before with how good Quinn Cook is playing on his very nice two-year, $6 million contract that is only $1 million guaranteed if it's not guaranteed by June 29th. Um, maybe Quinn Cook gets put in a trade package, but I think given how tight he is with Anthony Davis... Probably not likely. And also, I just like Quinn Cook. Um, yeah, okay. unlikely. Uh, what about Reggie Jackson? Uh-oh, from the Detroit Pistons. Obviously, Derrick Rose is also <laughs> Uh-oh. playing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Derrick Rose is also playing on that team. Um, if, if there's an injury to Blake Griffin, that team's playoff chances can spiral very quickly. He's on an expiring $18 million. Um, your thoughts on Reggie Jackson? I don't I like personally I don't think Reggie Jackson is that much better than the guards we have to even trade for him or even bring him off or bring him on to if he's bought out. Um 
I would only do it if, let's say, Quinn Cook goes down, Avery Bradley goes down. But your thoughts on Reggie Jackson? So um, I think if in, in a world where, yeah, Blake Griffin gets hurt or something happens and the Pistons are a clear non-playoff team, I'd say like a three out of five that he probably gets he gets traded or bought out. If he if he gets bought out, I kind of agree with you. I don't know that he's a guy that we would. I mean, again, unless we just have really relegated Rondo to a completely non-playing role at that point, which I would be totally fine with. I just don't see that we have much to gain from that type of signing. Like, we could use a little bit more wing size, more much more than we could use like another point guard who doesn't give you that much more than like what our guards already give you. Yeah. And I don't know if you agree with this sentiment, but given seeing how good LeBron, this sounds sounds so stupid, seeing how good LeBron James is with the ball (laughs) and Anthony Anthony Davis as well, it's almost like, why would you want to bring on another ball handling point guard to even take any sort of possessions away from LeBron? Yeah, exactly. That's why I think think that role is so over uh, played for our roster, so overstated. Like we don't necessarily need that type of guy um, because yeah, like you said, we have these two ball handlers. If we did need a bench guy, sure. But again, I just don't think Reggie Jackson is necessary given the shooters and defend. Well, he's not a bad defender, but given the shooting for sure that we would lose. Yeah. Um, I think Reggie Jackson actually hit two threes a game last year on 37%. So not bad, but that's like a career. Oh, that's actually better than I remember. Yeah. yeah that, I, th- I thought he was historically not that great, but maybe he got better. All right, moving on. Let's quick fire this. Um, DJ Augustine from the Orlando Magic. I think the only thing he provides, huh? The only thing DJ Augustine provides you is, I guess, shooting. He is very, very small. I guess he's kind of a good pick and roll point guard, but unless Quinn Cook is injured, for me, it's a nah. He's he's on an expiring $7 million. Um, Maybe he gets bought out. Maybe they allow for Markel Fultz to get all the shine there, but DJ Augustine. Yeah, I'll pass on that one, too. Cool. What about Tyler Johnson on the Phoenix Suns? So Tyler Johnson is kind of like um, a more athletic, poorer man's version of Goran Dragic. He's a lefty, uh, can shoot the ball, can kind of drive it a little, can play make in a pinch. Um, People probably know him from all of of his dunks and stuff. Um, He's an expiring 19 million as an off the bench, sort of change the pace kind of guy playing like that Jordan Farmer role. I would take Tyler Johnson, but only if it was like a buyout sort of scenario. What about you? I think he makes a little bit too much to be bought out relative to like, you know, he's not really in a situation where he needs to take money to go play for a better team. Like he's pretty young. Um, But yeah, I mean, again, it, this was a different question last week than it is today. Like these, uh, these guards on our team are starting to look really good. So it's, I, it's going to be hard for me to think of somebody we can reasonably get that I would rather start, you know, in February in buyout season over Avery Bradley, you know, yeah. who's been playing with the team the whole time. So. And Quinn Cook. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> and and Quinn Cook. Uh, Shabazz Napier. Uh, he's an expiring Ooh, one point. Oh, Shabazz, an expiring $1.8 million. I think he's on the Minnesota Timberwolves, I believe. Um so that's that's pretty, I mean, reasonable. I mean, they got Akogi and uh, Jarrett Culver, who they may want to play at point guard. Um, and Shabazz may get the pinch in that respect. So what are your thoughts on Shabazz Napier, who famously LeBron James said, draft that guy <laughs> to the Miami Heat? Oh, right. Um, yeah, 
I feel like Quinn Cook gives us basically what Shabazz would give. Um, yeah. In other words, a guy who can bomb it and can really score from in a variety of ways doesn't give a whole lot defensively. Um, so, again, unless Quinn Cook gets hurt or we can somehow get him for, like, Caruso, who hasn't looked very good for us so far, um, I, I probably would pass. Same. Uh, what about this one? This is so unlikely, but I'm just going to throw his name out there anyways because it's sort of funny. Isaiah Chris Thomas. <laughs> no, no. Isaiah Thomas, Washington Wizards, expiring minimum. I mean, for this to even be a remote possibility, he would have to show that he's super, super healthy and average like 18 points alongside Bradley Beal. Even then, the Wizards are like in super tank mode. But uh, Isaiah Thomas, I don't know how his relationship with LeBron James so, is, but... I think they're friendly. I mean, I don't know. But Isaiah Thomas, I just... I'll put him in the maybe category. Um mm. The situation with him that's interesting there is he signed there to be like their point guard because they lost Adaransky. Um, they lost uh, John Wall, obviously, to injury for the season. And Isaiah was looking for his like redemption and opportunity to like get minutes and play. And he, now he's hurt again, right? So while he's hurt, if some like young guy comes up and, and starts demanding minutes for the Wizards and the Wizards are like a clear well out of the playoff race and Isaiah's not guaranteed a starting role or like significant minutes, I could see him actually asking to be Mm -hmm. released and accepting, you know, a buyout or whatever so that he can go sign with somebody else. Um, And in that case, if our bench is doing really, really poorly generating offense, maybe we take a look, but I just can't imagine how we would squeeze like a, 510 guard on the roster with given some of the other deficiencies we have <laughs> yeah i think uh likelihood he asked for a buyout is a five uh likelihood that the lakers actually trade for him like a two especially given the politics that are involved with bringing on a guy like isaiah thomas all over again and then rajon rondo who knows but again injuries and weird stuff may crop up but uh probably not likely uh what about brandon knight cleveland cavaliers an expiring $15 million. Believe it or not, Brandon Wright is only, sorry, Brandon Wright, Brandon Knight is only 27 years old. He has had a couple of injury riddled seasons, unfortunately, and it's taken him a while to even, I don't even, I wouldn't even say he's back on track, but um, he used to be like a 19.5 assist sort of guy. Um, any thoughts on, on Brandon Knight having a sort of redemption story as a 27 year old? Brandon Knight, I would be very happy to ha- to uh, have. I don't think we get him because I think if they move him, they're going to trade him somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, his contract is not that unreasonable to trade for, you know, a one-year deal to a team that might need somebody like him at the last minute. But I, I just wish our point guard. It's like Rondo kind of kind of throws a wrench in everything, right? Because he's just like sitting there. It's you could justify having four point guards and just being like, "Oh, we're developing Caruso still." You can't justify really on a playoff team having five point guards, even though Brandon Knight would be like a phenomenal backup. You know, you could use him as like the direct backup to Bradley, and then have like um, Quinn Cook as like your shooter or whatever, but. Given the way our point guard situation has panned out, I I can't I, I would put him in the very, very unlikely category. Yeah, I agree with you. I I like his potential as a stable, solid off the bench guard who can sort of shoot, can play make in a pinch. I mean his best seasons 
man, he had some seasons with the Milwaukee Bucks where he averaged 18 and five, like consecutively. And then dude, he was, he was good. He was good. Yeah. I mean the, uh, Deandre Jordan, Lion King, Simba poster dunk of the century, notwithstanding, he was good. Um, all right, moving on. Another Cleveland guard, uh, former Laker, Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> oh man. Jordan just, Clarkson. Talk about Jordan Clarkson. Oh yeah, man. It's me, JC. <laughs> um, last year of his $13 million contract, he is now part of Clutch. Trade KCP for him? What do you think? Um, I mean, I like Jordan Clarkson, but I think for our team, I don't know. This is, this it's is too entertaining. I, it's too... I, I I think KCP's defense is so good, and I don't know that Jordan Clarkson can get, can get there defensively. So I'll I'll stick with KCP. Yeah, too much too much too much of a wild card. Yeah, he's uh, got too much swag for this team. <laughs> he's fun in theory, though. Um, yeah. Okay, here is now my favorite option that I haven't yet said. He is also on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Do you know who I'm talking about, Tommy? Jeff Teague. Yeah, Jeff Teague, baby. What are your thoughts on Jeff Teague if the Timberwolves slide, slide, slide? And yes, they, they pretty much same um, same theory applies to what I said for Shabazz Napier. Um, Jeff Teague is on an expiring $19 million contract as well, I think. I don't know if he's going to... I think like you mentioned, it's probably too big of a contract to buy out. Maybe there's an opportunity to trade him here. But uh, your thoughts on Jeff Teague? Just like a veteran guy, been through the playoff wars with the Atlanta Hawks. I think he was an all-star. Yeah, Jeff Teague. I mean, yeah, I put him even, I mean, at least at the same level as Brandon Knight, especially because Teague is not coming off a legacy season of not playing because of injury. But Teague is a very, very good player. I mean, any team would be super lucky to have him. I think some team will get desperate or like, you know, some team is going to start to feel like they're a fringe playoff team and their point guard, uh, their point guard gets hurt. So they trade for Teague. I think that's probably going to happen at some point this season. But if we somehow landed him, it sucks because like I said, we definitely don't need five point guards, but <laughs> maybe we would consider moving Rajon Rondo to more of a player <laughs> or coach to, yeah. uh, type role. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Jeff Teague always been very solid. I like his veteran presence, especially in the playoffs. Um, He's not that great of a three-point shooter, never has been historically, and not a great volume three-point shooter as well, but can definitely dish and pass the ball. Um, Okay, here's my super dark horse option. Dark horse. Dark horse. Darren Collison stops knocking on people's doors and knocks no. on the Lakers' door. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously, what do you think about Darren Collison? Darren Collison was the guy, famously, that I wanted to sign the most uh, <laughs> during free agency. If we didn't get Kawhi, or even if we got Kawhi, and somehow Darren Collison would sign for like the exception or whatever, but. Darren Carlson is a phenomenal player. He shoots a high percentage from three. He moves the ball. He plays well off the ball. He would literally be the perfect backup point guard on this team because he has that playmaking um, aspect to him, skill set, I should say. Um, 
that would be fantastic. And you've motivated me to try to go find his house. I'm pretty sure he lives in LA somewhere. <laughs> oh, you're going to knock, to you're going to knock on his house. I'll knock on his exactly. door. Wow. Yeah. That's ironic. Um, Edawanda. Hi, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. Uh, Tommy and I were in marching band. And so we just knew Edawanda as ironically, not a great basketball high school, but as a great, marching band high school as well and then found out shortly after that it's known for basketball but anyways darren collison everybody uh ucla too um with that said that'll do it for this segment uh like we mentioned there are not a lot of guys outside of maybe one or two who we'd pick um to have to give up assets for certainly um but maybe even just bring on for free in a buyout scenario um, that we would want to play over guys like Quinn Cook and Avery Bradley. But the season is long. Injuries happen. We'll see what we'll see how everything transpires. And obviously, a lot of these guys come into play if LeBron James has to sit for like, has another, you know, one month to two months sort of injury. So we'll see. Just wanted to lay it all out there. And uh, yeah, those are those are the point guard options. And yeah, anything else to say, Tommy? Any point guards to randomly throw out? What about... Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I would actually say no. Even for free. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that's it. Sad. <laughs> Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped Striped. Striped. boat neck neck. sweaters. Sweaters. The Container Store Alpha Sale is here with 30% off Alpha and installation. The Container Store, where space comes from. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.